Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's special episode of The Zach Drew Show. I'm your host, Zach Drew. And I'm Andrew Bellers. As you're watching this on Facebook and on YouTube and other social media platforms, it's Christmas Eve. I hope that things are starting to just calm down and that it's just a time of reflection. Christmas Eve is one of my favorite days of the year. Yeah. I know uh, this evening, probably even as you're watching this show, I have It's a Wonderful Life on the TV. Mm -hmm. And it's just so wholesome, just such a feel-good movie. And uh, and I just absolutely love it. Do you have a favorite Christmas movie? It's between that or Christmas Story. I mean, just the classics. Absolutely. You know, as soon as um, Thanksgiving passes, I love watching Christmas movies. And um, it just, really, I mean, a lot of even Hallmark movies, I know it sounds cheesy, but I like them. <laughs> they're simple, they're predictable. Um, most of the time they're wholesome. They're starting to get a little more liberal, but hey, we're staying positive <laughs> on, on today's program. You know, but the, as you know, the real meaning for this season is the birth of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And I pray that even though today might have been crazy fun for you and just and just filled with excitement and family and and probably tomorrow will be as well, I hope for you. I hope that there's also times and in, in during this evening and, and tomorrow that we remember the real meaning for the season, and that's Jesus. I love to share a Christmas mystery every uh, every year at this time. Before we go there, let's just read some Christmas scriptures together. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. That's Luke chapter 2, 10 through 12. Christmas Day is a holy and happy day when we commemorate the coming of God's Son into the world, the incarnation of God by way of the virgin birth. Never too happily can we sing, never too eagerly can we ring the bells, never with exaggeration can we express the Christmas benediction. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That's John chapter 1, verse 14. With the coming of the day spring from on high, morning broke upon the world's darkness in Bethlehem. Some 2,000 years ago, with the coming of the day spring from on high, morning broke upon the world's darkness as our Savior was born in the town of Bethlehem. And it is of no coincidence that he was born in the one singular place in all of Israel where the sacrificial lambs were raised. A prophetic reminder that God is sovereign over all. Isn't that amazing? For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. That's Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. 
Today we celebrate, and this evening we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior. Yeah. The God, the man that this entire life, present, past, and future is all about Jesus the Christ. And like I said, one of my favorite things to share around Christmas time is the story of the very first gifts given at Christmas and how it was a prophetic utterance. It was a prophet, it was had such prophetic meaning behind it. Let's read Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, and then 9 through 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. They went on their way and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, gifts of frankincense and gifts of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. The prophecy of the gifts. So who was it? Who was it that gave the very first gifts of Christmas? It was the wise men that came from the East, giving gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And someone that was so impactful in my life was Dr. Chuck Missler. Yeah. And as you know, he, he for those of you that followed him, he died a, a couple of years ago now. But just the way that he would dive into the word, he would always say that, you know, you have people that, that, are, that are surface readers, and then you have people that get into the word. And he said, and then there's a third type of reader and studier, and it's those who get behind the word. Mm-hmm. Kind of like seeing a beautiful quilt or seeing how the tapestry on the back side of how it's all connected. That's what Chuck Missler taught me on how to study and look upon the word. Yeah. And it was just through DVDs and, you know, audio, MP3 is audio, right? MP3 mm-hmm. audio, CDs, until I got the, yeah, finally came whenever I was able to meet Chuck Missler. And I've met a lot of famous people in my life. And I, and I kid you not, it was the only person I probably ever fangirled over, right? I saw him, I was at a conference and he was walking my way and I was, I was, and there was a couple of friends with me and, and I'm like, oh my gosh, there comes Dr. Chuck Missler because he had made such an impact on my life. And I remember I was too nervous to go and say hello. I mean, it was, he had, he just made such a, a fantastic impact. And then over the years we became, um, I wouldn't, I, well, I wouldn't even say that I was friends with the man, just good acquaintances. Uh, I, I had the opportunity to have dinner with him a few different times and just pick his brain. And he was the one that, that taught me that everything in the Bible, everything is strategically placed by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Every jot and tittle, every crossing of the T, every dotting of the I, every name every number, every place, everything. And if you and if you start looking at his teachings, you'll understand what I mean. Everything is there 
by deliberate design under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. If it is there, if the Holy Spirit decided to tell us certain details, then those details are incredibly important. That's right. A book is as deep as its author. What does that say about the Holy Word of God? Yeah. And it's an amazing thing because I, it was, it was, it's also said that uh, it's shallow enough for a child to play in, but deep enough for an elephant to wade in. It, it has everything for everyone. Yeah. It is alive and active and just as relevant and powerful today as it was 2,000 years ago or the Old Testament some 4,000 years ago. Yeah. Or... Yeah, 4,000, because yeah, it was about 2,000 years after the creation of man when the Old Testament was being written, right? And Job first. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> but I love that. I love that saying that it's it's shallow enough for a child to play in. It's deep enough for an elephant to wade in. It, it makes you think of the bigness, you know, the vastness, and also the smallness of God. That God is so That's good. great that he can that he created everything that you can see and everything that you can't see, and he can move mountains, but also he's small enough and personal enough that he lives in every single one of us. Amen. And he, and he hears our prayers. That's right. He created the universe and, and, and all, but yet he is attentive to our prayers. Yeah. It, it is. That's, that's great. Thank you. And um, so if everything is strategically placed by the Holy Spirit, the gifts that the wise men gave to Jesus, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, it was there by strategic design. And it's a prophetic message of who Jesus was and what he would do for us. You see, we understand through studying the Bible that Jesus came to fulfill many different prophecies, but to fulfill three very important roles. And that's the role of king, the role of priest, and the role of our Savior. And these three were represented through the gifts the wise men had. The first being gold. You see, gold throughout the Bible, it, it, it symbolized kingship. Mm -hmm. and, and really think about what an odd thing to do. Because if you, and we can't get into it, but, but Joseph and Mary, they were nobodies. Mm -hmm. They were nobodies from nowhere. That's right. And yet these Magi from the East, under the instruction likely of hundreds of years prior from Daniel, mm -hmm. came bearing extravagant gifts of great value, significant gifts to give a child that of gold. Gold is considered the metal of kings. It has been treasured since antiquity. The Magi brought gold to recognize Jesus's kingship. The frankincense. Frankincense was a spice used in priestly duties. Exodus chapter 30, 34 and 35 say this. Then the Lord said to Moses, take fragrant spices, gum, resin, another spice that I don't know how to pronounce, and galbanum, and pure frankincense, all in equal amounts, and make a fragrant blend of incense, the work of a perfumer. It is to be salted and pure and sacred with pure frankincense. Leviticus 6.15, he shall take from it his handful of the fine flour of the grain offering with its oil and all the frankincense 
which is on the grain offering, and shall burn it on the altar for a sweet aroma as a memorial to the Lord. Frankincense was often burned. It symbolized prayer rising to the heavens like smoke. The Magi brought frankincense to acknowledge the holiness or divinity of Jesus, our divine high priest. So he is our king. We live in a democracy right now, but one day, well, and for all of eternity, we will live in a monarchy That's right. with Jesus as our king. And he is our priest. He's our priest now. He is our priest forevermore. He's our high priest. And our priest, what does he do? He, he mediates mm -hmm. between God and man. And that's why the scriptures say that Jesus is the mediator between God and man. There is no roundabout way to get to heaven. The only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ, our high priest. And in Hebrews, you know, it says that he's a priest after the order of Melchizedek. Yeah. And there's a whole, yeah. you know, I know there's a whole teaching behind that, that you have a great teaching on. Um, but in Hebrews, it talks about Jesus being the perfect mediator because he doesn't have to offer Amen. sacrifices for his own sins because he's sinless, he's stainless. Amen. And he's able, therefore, to offer one perfect sacrifice for all of the sins Amen. of everyone. That's right. So gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And myrrh. The Magi brought myrrh to symbolize the hardship, the suffering, and death that Christ would endure as our Savior. In this particular time period, the primary use of myrrh was used as an embalming ointment in death. Now we're talking about, you know, just these strange gifts to give to a child. The strangest of all was, the, was myrrh. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it was primary... A purpose in that day was to embalm the dead. But it was a prophetic message because every jot and tittle is strategically placed by the Holy Spirit. So the first gifts ever given on Christmas were to symbolize that Jesus, he is our king. He is our priest. And that he would ultimately save us through his death if you call upon his name. Amen. That's right. And in the millennium, it's very interesting in the scripture, in the, millennial, uh, in the millennial reign, he will also receive the gifts of gold and frankincense, but no myrrh. That's wild, right? Because his death was once and for all. That's right. Yes. That's amazing. Amen. I found some, uh, I found some just really, I thought, interesting research preparing for this show uh, that I wanted to share. Um, Jesus fulfilled many prophecies throughout his, his life on earth, his yeah. ministry on earth. Um, and it, of all of those prophecies, at least eight of them had to deal specifically with his birth. Now, when you think from a human perspective, um, it, Jesus would have no control <laughs> that's right. over, over these eight <laughs> yes, prophecies that's right. dealing with his birth. Um, but of course, we know that that Jesus is God and that in him and through him all things were made and created. Amen. Um, but these were the eight prophecies. One, he was a descendant of Abraham. He was a descendant of Isaac. He was a descendant of Jacob. Number four, he's from the tribe of Judah. He's a descendant of David. He was born of a virgin. He fled at one point to Egypt. His family did. Um, and he was born in Bethlehem. And you're saying all of those were prophecies concerning the coming Messiah in the Old Testament. Yes, those are all those are all messianic prophecies from uh, the Old Testament. And a mathematician by the name of Peter Stoner determined that the chances 
of, of any one human being to fulfill those eight prophecies, this is mind-blowing, is one in 10 to the 17th power. That means one with 17 zeros after it. And that's just for those eight prophecies. Again, from a human perspective, wow. Jesus would have no control over yeah. just having to do with his birth. But what's even more amazing as we go on, of all of the messianic prophecies found in the Old Testament, that same mathematician, Peter Stoner, concluded the chance of a single man fulfilling just 48 uh, 48 of the prophecies found in the Tanakh in the Old Testament would be 1 in 10 to the 157th power. So that's 1 now with 157 zeros after it. So that's for one man to fulfill 48 prophecies. And Jesus, <laughs> in fact, uh, has fulfilled almost seven times that number. He fulfilled oh. over 324 individual prophecies. And just from an unbeliever standpoint, looking at scripture, just as a historical collection of documents, for one man, the odds that one man could fulfill over 324 prophetic, you know, messianic prophetic words about him, it's impossible. You know, Amen. I don't know how you look at that and you don't believe that Amen. Jesus is the Messiah. Amen. And Jesus is the Messiah. That's right. He is. And uh, that is why, that's why we're celebrating. And we know, for those of you that want to be incredibly specific, we know and understand that Christ was likely not born in Chris, uh, you know, on December 25th. It's that's very right. unlikely. But that is the day that we have chose to, to celebrate it. And... Um, and just thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for coming into this world. Amen. It's just a, it's an amazing, amazing thing. Listen, uh, it was going to be a, a shorter, you know, show today. I just wanted to come on just for a few minutes. This is just for social media, um, and just and just share, you know, the Chris part of the Christmas story and the and the and the the, the mystery that is in the gifts from the Magi. But I do just want to let you know as well that next week. For those of you that are watching on social media, there will not be a show because Andrew does, in fact, need a little bit of time off every year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, as we traditionally do, uh, well, for the past three years, we take the, the first, uh, the, the, the New Year's Friday off. And uh, you're heading up to Michigan with your wife. That's right. Yep. Got any go plans? Just going to go see some family. Go see some family. Yep. Well, good, good. I want to give you a quick update on uh, the fundraiser. Um, let me unlock my screen. Uh, so once again, like I said, this is just, this is almost like family time right now because we're this, none of this is broadcast over the networks. This is just you and I and Andrew Bellers um, sitting here on Christmas Eve. Uh, not going to the network. So I wish, you know, we should do like a live. We should have done a live. So people could have typed in and we could have responded right here and right now. Well, maybe we can do it next year. Next year. Next year also, I was looking at some things online. I'm going to get like, it's like a garland set. And and I'm going to sp spread it across the front of my desk. And it's a beautiful nativity scene in garland. 
I think I just think it'd be cool. That'd be really cool. We need to put we need to put a Christmas tree up next year. Yeah. Listen, I <laughs> was raised in my television life at the Jim Baker show where there was about 9,000 Christmas trees on Grace Street, okay? <laughs> yeah. We need one, okay? We need at least one Christmas tree, you know, at the at the studio. Yeah, I think we got room for that in the budget. Yeah, and you know, listen, we got we got the reds going up. We need next year, we need well, I guess we still need red, but mm-hmm. we'll put up some greens too. That's right. All right, we're going to get real Christmas next year, so just <laughs> you're just not going to be able to you just, you just, I know you just can't wait. You just can't wait. <laughs> Listen, if you watched the show last week, Steve and Patty, um, partners from New Jersey, sold their home. And they had been trying to sell it for months and months and months. And uh, they had said way back when, not to me. I didn't know this. I should have clarified this on the show prior. They had said to themselves Whenever we sell the home, we want to give to the show. Well, they sold it right whenever we're in our major fundraising time. And we have, we, we have raised enough to stay on Comcast. And we're going to be going on WHT, World Harvest Television, Direct TV Channel 367. But if we can finish out this fundraiser, we have, we have the opportunity to go on another network this year which would be geb golden eagle broadcast and that's that's based on oral roberts's university um millions of homes through direct tv if we can finish out this match so Stephen patty they sold their home and they called me and they said we want to do twenty five thousand dollars to the ministry yeah and uh we want it to be a match i said you got it Stephen <laughs> patty and then my friend right before that stan said, Zach, I know you got a long way to go in your fundraising and um, I'm going to donate $5,000. Let's do a match. So $30,000 match is what we're going for. We just announced it and over right at $3,300 has come in for the match. So to be exact, we still the next $26,861 that come in will be matched. Uh, for our fundraising TV goals for all of the year of 2022. Please get involved. You can just go to our website at ZachDrewShow.com. Click that bright orange donate button. and um, Or you can write us, Zach Drew Show, I-G-B-Y, uh, which stands for I Go Before You, P.O. Box 797, Decatur, Illinois, 62525. And before I go, I want to give a special thanks to those who donated this week. I want to thank Susan and Gerald and Stephen and Kevin and Cindy and Sharon and Keith and the Munholans. They are so faithful. Yeah, it's amazing. They are. Um, Oren and Dolly, Melinda, Shelly, wow, uh, Keith and Carol, Deborah, David, Catherine, and Roger and Judy. Thank you for giving this uh this week and also a special shout out to a lady by the name of bonnie who decided to become a monthly partner for 25 dollars every month thank you bonnie that's amazing that's awesome i sincerely love the love you guys that watch this show the audience the and um you know the partners of this ministry i, I sincerely do and i wish you the absolute best christmas eve best christmas day and a wonderful uh, New Year's. 
we were go- once again, we're going to be going dark next week. And we'll see you the week after. Well, we'll see you next year. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next year. God bless you. Mm-hmm.